Hey, hey, I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I hope this day finds you having a great day so far. This is the earliest podcast I've ever recorded. This is at 8.30 a.m., because Bailey likes early morning recordings and I am not really, I used to be a morning person, I am not a morning person, but I'm all about accommodating my guests. So it's an early morning here in San Francisco and I hope my voice is ready to go as well. You guys have probably remember Bailey, she's a healthy food blogger based out of Denver. You can follow her, she's a pretty big food influencer and her Instagram handle is Sailor Bailey. And before we add her onto the call, You guys know I love talking about dating profiles and I love reading really, really bad dating profiles on here for just some laughs because they're really amusing at times. This epidemic of bad profiles. Okay, so this is one that I stumbled upon. This is just one guy. He's 31. Let's be honest, we are just killing time and anything can happen, but stop asking what my intentions are. I grew up in a farm town and joined the military at 18. Okay, sir. (laughs) This one says, this guy's 37. Sometimes with beard, sometimes without. We'll be gone in three to six months. So while long-term would be great, it is just something that is impossible. I live alone in what is becoming a very empty house as I get ready to sell. What's left is a couple TVs, a bed and couch, not really too much else. Anyways, with that, let's go to Bailey's interview. I hope you enjoy it. We always have a blast. Well, so now that 2021 is here and we want to manifest new things in our lives, I was hoping that you could kind of walk us through how we can do that in like a simple play-by-play Yeah, absolutely. There is a plethora of information I feel like out there about manifestation. And I think a lot of us really, you know, the new year comes and we have so much pressure to make the best year possible for ourselves and start fresh and start new. And, you know, whether that be with going on a new diet or losing weight, and this is going to be my year to shine, or this is going to be the year I start my business, blah, 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 blah. It's like all these goals and it's a lot for us to take on. And I've gotten to this place in my life personally where rather than setting new goals, I more so set new intentions. And by intentions, that's just another word for me in my personal experience as manifestations. So to start this off, I dated this sheet of paper I wrote. I started off by reading a lot of books. This is about two years ago, I want to say, that I really started getting into manifestation. And it started with reading like a lot of success books. And some of those books we can talk about later, but The Slide Edge by Jeff Olson, How to Unfuck Yourself, Tamed by Glendon Doyle. like A lot of those books I was starting to read, and I really got into them. And I usually don't do well with like those kind of out there books. Like I know Eckhart Tolle, Power Now, and like some of those books are a little too like, woo, like, I don't know, just a little too much for me to kind of wrap my head around because I'm genuinely like a very real person and a realist when it comes to my thinking. And I think that gets confused a lot with negativity. And it's really, there's a thin line between a negative person and someone who's just a realist. And 
I am more of a realist and I've always struggled with, you know, that thin line of being in a negative headspace. So I'm always trying and reaching and grasping to stay as positive as I possibly can at all times. And that's how I kind of started falling into the manifestation books and, Anyways, long story short, after reading a lot of books, I decided to set myself some intentions and I have it dated on this piece of paper for February 1st of 2020. And I wrote down what I wanted my year to look like. So basically I was manifesting my year and I'll read it to you. It's really short what I wanted to have happen. I will have full-time work. I will be successful. This year, Matt and I will get engaged. We will live in our dream home with a bright open kitchen and beautiful natural light pouring in. My business will grow tremendously. I will have loyal, happy clients who value me and my work. I will be happy and hopeful inside, and I will be a joy to be around for my friends and family. I will feel peace inside, and I will be very prideful of my business. Abundance and opportunity will surround me. That's what I wrote. And I read this every day since February 1st of 2020. I read this every single day. And then right after I would read this out loud or in my head, just depending on where I was and who I was around, I would then write in my gratitude journal. And my gratitude journal always started with, I am, I am worthy, I am successful, I am surrounded by abundance and opportunity. And this was my pattern that I went through the entire year. Fast forward to the end of 2020, I am now engaged to Matt. I had the biggest year I've ever had as far as success goes with my professional brand and, and my business. And we moved into basically what I felt like was our dream home. It's a bright open kitchen with beautiful natural light pouring in. It's everything I wanted. I wanted white cabinets. I wanted gray countertops. And like that's literally what we just moved into. So Bailey, you're killing it. I know. It just, the whole thing was like, I don't know, like chilling, not in a bad way, but just more like, holy shit, I can't believe that all of this came true. And whether you believe in God, whether you believe in just the universe, I don't know what, it just does not matter. Like you can manifest your life. And the whole like definition of manifestation is bringing something tangible into your world through attraction and like using your imagination. So there's like this whole science that goes into manifestation. And in order to manifest things, you must also practice gratitude. So that is why I always started my day off with writing my tangible things that I imagined up in my life. And then I followed it by gratitude journaling and what I was thankful for. I did the same thing previously. A lot of this started in and around a relationship. So like with Matt and I, I wanted to imagine up our relationship, you know, like my dream guy, whether that was Matt or not. This was back when we broke up for a while. I I would write every day, like what kind of man I wanted in my life and what kind of partner I wanted in my life. And I was very specific and slowly but surely, rather than Matt and I growing apart and separating and me finding Prince Charming, Matt turned into my Prince Charming in and around, of course, counseling and all that stuff. But everything I would write he started kind of showing me that in our relationship, whether it was me realizing it or him changing. It was, it was pretty crazy. So that's when it all started. Well, hearing you read back everything that you wrote in February 2020 that happened when, because it basically, it, I mean, it sounds like it checks every box, but at the time when you were reading this every day to yourself, were you able to see that one by one they were happening? Or is it kind of like when you look back, in the aggregate, you're like, oh, like all those things did fall into place. I mean, 
as it happened, honestly, it was as I was reading it, like, of course, it took months before I would actually realize it because we had a crazy year last year. And it was really hard to see through all the bullshit that was going on. And all of the hardship and all of the negative that was just going on in 2020. It was really hard to distinguish like that these boxes were being checked. But eventually, I'm just like with everything, once I had some reflection, and once some of the negativity and like some of the things started to kind of calm and the storm, you know, settled in for I think all of us, and we got more used to the situation. That's when I started being like, wow, like some of this stuff is actually happening. And then towards the end of the year is when like, the new house and a lot of the other stuff kind of just started just snowballing in. And when you manifest things, it's very important that you set time limits on there. not, not specific time limits, but like this year, it's going to happen. And you really need to like close your eyes and you need to imagine every single detail of what you want to manifest, whether that's in a relationship and you want your, this dude to come into your life and you want him to act a certain way and you want like these certain qualities about him and like morals or whatever it might be, you have to put every single detail that you can think of on paper. Well, yeah, let's, let's double click on that because how do you get specific when you don't necessarily know like how specific to be or like, I I mean, for me, it's kind of like, I wouldn't want to rule anybody out per se, but I also, I want to attract like somebody into my life who is good for me, but I also don't want to be so specific that I'm like, oh, this person, you know, like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. And here's the thing, like, you need to be specific as possible. There's so many stories out there where it's happened, especially with relationships where women have manifested a man. And then when they look back at their, their manifestations from a year or two or three years ago, the guy that they are in love with and marrying checks off pretty much all of those boxes. And I think, and I, this might sound crazy, but like, I feel like because gratitude journaling, if you do them both together, I don't know what it is, but I think with gratitude journaling, you start to realize that you already have some of these things happening in your life because you're, you're sitting there and you're noticing them, right? So when you're, when you're in your gratitude, so you say your man manifestations out loud and then you're gratitude journaling and say you went on a date with a guy who was really kind and picked up the bill and you had great conversation. He's going to start being in your gratitude journal, right? I'm thankful that I met Chad last night and he paid for dinner and he was so kind to me. And I'm very thankful that we had such a great conversation. You're already like, double downing on your manifestation right there. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. So they're, they're kind of like symbiotic. They are. And that's why that's, I feel personally, no matter what book you read, that's the only way to go about things because you can't really bring in the positive, like things that you want in your life without gratitude and like noticing the positive things that are already going on in your life. If you can't see the good in front of you, you're not going to attract more good. That's such a good point. Yeah. And it's also like you're getting really specific in the gratitude about small things that all make a big difference. Yeah, exactly. Which I like because it kind of goes back to what you were saying about like you're getting specific about what you're manifesting too. Exactly. Like I, every day in my gratitude journal, I'm like, I, I really have to think like in the, in the area that I work in with social media and whatnot, like, you know, it's just so it's very flooded, like there's a lot of people out there that want to be an influencer and a blogger and all this other stuff. So 
I am always focused on abundance and how there's always abundance out there because I have growing up in a broken home and and we didn't have much growing up. I have this, sometimes I get anxiety about, you know, not having enough food or enough money or enough this or enough that. And that's why with, with gratituding and manifestations, a lot of my focus is on abundance and opportunity. There's enough for everybody. There's enough for me. There's enough for her. There's enough for him. There's enough for everybody out there. And there's enough for me. Like that helps calm me down and it helps me to be more, get out of that negative headspace and be more open to positive opportunities coming in because I'm so focused on how there are so many positive opportunities out there rather than looking at like, there's not enough. There's not enough to go around. There's not enough. I can't do this. I can't have a successful business. Like, instead of thinking that way, I just try to really focus on there's plenty out there. I'm going to have opportunities. There's opportunities. I got this opportunity. I'm thankful for that opportunity. You just focus on the good. Yeah. And I like that too, because it, yeah, it's not a zero sum game. And it also really applies to dating because there is such a scarcity mindset in the dating like app world where there's a mentality that there's always somebody better and there's always you know that swiping culture that there's somebody for everybody and we don't all have to like fight for the same one person well exactly and if you take the time i mean it took me probably five minutes to write down this year's manifestations or last year sorry and take five minutes and just write down like this guy or maybe this job this dream job whatever it might be like maybe you want to buy a house like and you just you're scared because you know there's always that fear that there's you're not gonna have enough money and someone's gonna take the house or take the guy you just don't focus on that like focus on you and like what you want like personally in your heart of hearts you have to like sit down with yourself and be real with yourself and like figure out what you want and you need to be specific and you need to write it down I still did really good with just writing it down and saying it out loud every single day. I didn't think it would work. I thought I was going to have to go buy a bunch of magazines and like <laughs> find <laughs> random things, but no, I didn't need to do that. I wrote it down and it it works. It just it's it's really fun. Yeah. So what are you what are you manifesting for 2021? Oh, what a question. You know, I'm I'm really manifesting just living another really healthy, happy year and and hopefully double growing my business. I really want to grow my business even more so. And that's a big one. And also I'm manifesting a really, really happy, healthy, loving marriage and relationship between me and Matt. That's definitely on there. Yeah. When when are you getting married? August 13th. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah, Friday the 13th. Dun dun dun. Spooky. Thirteen's <laughs> <laughs> a lucky number for me. Yeah. So it's the day my dad was born. Yeah, I like I like Friday the 13th. So that's what we're doing. And I'm just um really visualizing and manifesting that like things are gonna be a little bit more back to normal by that time. So I definitely think so, yeah. I'm just hoping for it. So there's that. I'm also I'm manifesting um, as far as like business goes better, like more engagement on my account. As you know, Instagram's so volatile with engagement and and whatnot. So I am trying to manifest more just like a better engagement and like just more cohesiveness, not so up and down. I don't want to ride the roller coaster anymore. So I'm not, I'm not going to let my brain ride the roller coaster anymore. So I'm going to try and like focus on just a good flow, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> this is unrelated, but I thought Instagram was getting rid of likes. 
I know. What the hell happened to that? Didn't was that was that a tease? Like were they just messing with us? <laughs> Some people supposedly can't see likes. Like I've got a couple of friends who can't see their likes. Really? Yeah. Like beta testing different people. Yeah, it's the whole thing is just Instagram's a mess, man. They need to get their their shit together. They're jumping. They jump around so much. It's just like, dude, hone in, hone in, and perfect what you have going on. You don't need to like rule everything. I don't know. The whole thing's so crazy. Yeah, like I really don't like that they replaced the notification button with the shopping button. Can you be more obvious that you just are just turning into this like just a monetary? It is disturbing. Oh my gosh. I don't support them. Like I don't buy anything off of it because I don't want to help them, but it's annoying. It is annoying. I know they they just change so much all the time that I think people just get frustrated and stop getting on for a while. But then it's like, we always do adjust to it. Now I know to tap the top instead of like, they change behavior pretty well, which is also disturbing. Oh my God. I know it's all very, it's so disturbing. I don't, Instagram is just social media in general is like such a double-edged sword. So with Facebook, I actually get on it a lot, but not for my feed. This is new behavior for me. (laughs) Ever since we bought the new house, I was selling a lot of things on Facebook Marketplace. And also like, you know, we bought a dining room table off Facebook Marketplace. So now my feed is mostly the dog spotting society group. I don't know if you're part of that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Well, you don't have a dog, but still you should. If you're not a part of it, you need to be a part of it. It's amazing. There's so many amazing dogs on there. It's just so fun. I crack up every day from that. And then now my my feed is filled with Facebook Marketplace stuff. And I don't know, like Matt gets a kick out of it, but I will sit there for hours and just eat popcorn. Well, you know, in my head, eat popcorn and read (laughs) comments. There is the funniest shit on there. I will be like in stitches crying. Wait, what do they say? Just stuff like one time this girl posted this disgusting mattress and like put it up for sale for like $200 and just people rip you apart in there. It is hilarious. And they say the funniest stuff. Like I, that's like the best. And so now I get fed those things. Like for instance, this girl posted a $400 pair of shoes and said that they were never worn and she showed the bottom of them and they were clearly like worn all the time. And here in Colorado, we've got this street called Colfax. Like back in the day, there was like a lot of hookers on it and stuff. And it's just like known to be a crazy street, like where a lot of bad things happen. And, you know, there's people on there like, you never wore them. Like, did you, are you sure you didn't wear them down Colfax? And just like all kinds of funny, like comments to the girl. I don't know. It's, it's really entertaining and it's also hilarious. So it's like my break. Yeah. That's how I am with nextdoor.com. Are you on that? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a perfect example. It is my favorite entertainment. Like I will also grab my metaphorical popcorn and just sit back and re- like. There's this one guy. Every day he will just he blows bubbles like in the park, and then uh, he has a machine. First he would start doing it by himself, but then he like got a machine, and every day he would announce what time he was gonna like blow the bubbles at this one park, and then he'd be like, "No bubbles today. The wind, the wind is too high." Oh my god! And then he'd be like bubbles are closing up for the day like every single day he would provide an update on the bubbles and then he's and somebody in his building reported him oh or like some violation of i don't know soap i don't really know something silly so then he got in trouble and couldn't do the bubbles then he brought back the bubbles again but like this whole bubble gate was just oh my gosh it's so funny yeah i got really invested in the bubbles like a whole different world out there right like it's so fun to sit especially with like COVID and all that so many of us were kind of stuck with our electronics a lot last year and 
that was just all about finding a way to entertain yourself in a positive way. I mean, I think, I think that was the hardest part of 2020, you know, it was like trying to keep your head out of the gutter, so to speak. And, and cause it was, there was a lot of negative stuff going on. It was hard on everybody. And so you look back and you're like, man, I got these weird habits of like how to kind of find myself some positive light in the day. And like mine was reading comments on Facebook marketplace and yours was reading comments on next door app, like about bubbles. <laughs> yeah. It's just, cra- again, here we are adapting, you know, we're adapting yeah. to our situation. And I really hope that like a lot of people and a lot of people listening today, like start doing the gratitude journaling and like manifestations and affirmations and just get your head out of the gutter and like get out of that. Like, otherwise you're, you got to find the, the humor, you know, in everyday life, whether it be on next or app or not, and not take life so seriously and look for the negative. Like, why would you report somebody for saying happy holidays? Like, I don't know. It's crazy. I know it's not politically correct in some people's heads, but like, get over it. Like if you don't like it, don't read it. They're holidays and then they're happy. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's going to be all right. (laughs) Yeah. I really like the gratitude. After we did the last episode together, I have a gratitude journal. I haven't used it yet, but I was going to bring it up, but I don't know where it is right now, but I'm going to start gratitude journaling. And I think that will be like a nice coupling with my manifestations yeah you need to just like set aside it takes me maybe five to ten minutes at the most and I usually just sip my coffee and I try to do it first thing in the morning there is this like thing with manifestation like the 369 effect that a lot of people talk about it's like all over I know it's all over TikTok and like a lot of stuff like that and where people talk about it but you like with manifestations you can write it down like say you're trying to manifest like your perfect dude and this is, I feel like this is a lot of work. I feel like it'd be something, this is something that's better used for something small. Like, I don't know, say you like want to make a hundred, like you need a hundred dollars and like you want to find a hundred dollars this week. So you would write it down three times in the morning. I need a hundred dollars. I'm going to find a hundred dollars this week, this week, this week. And then you do six times in the afternoon and then nine times at night. And supposedly that's like a way to manifest too. I don't do that, but that's just like another form of it. I mean, I don't know if this is part of this or not, but sometimes I manifest finding pennies on the ground. I'll be like, I'm going to find, I like finding change on the ground. And then once I get a lot of it, then I'll donate it. Like after it's like a lot, like I found 850 pennies during quarantine, for instance. Wow. Good for uh, you. $8 and 50 cents. But like, so I'll be like, oh, I'm going to find a 2020 penny today. And then I do. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, I don't know if it's manifestation or just your luck, but no, it is. It's it's kind of the same thing. Like, see, you're already doing it on a daily basis. You just gotta think bigger, you know. Beyond the penny. Uh, Yeah, maybe maybe start manifesting quarters. I don't know, like something. It's funny, Matt's the same way. He finds change all the time and he gets so excited. He'll be like, Ooh, a penny. And I'm like, oh my god. It really is so exciting, especially because most people walk by it all the time and they don't see. But then once you're looking for it, then you'll start seeing it and you're like, wow. I found 20 pennies, just a little pile of them the other day, like just sitting by a tree. That's amazing. Right by a tree. That's, that's incredible. That's pure luck. Yeah. I mean, you're basically already practicing manifestation. So you just have to yeah, get, think broader. So, and that's one, like there's a difference between affirmations and manifestations. Like manifestations are things that you want to happen and affirmations, they're more like the present tense. So okay. that's, that's good to know the biggest difference. So it's like, I am successful versus I'm going to be successful this year. Okay. Before we wrap up, is there anything else we need to know about the manifestation process? 
no, just don't give up. Like, don't forget about it. You got to write it down and you got to remember to keep doing it. And also like, like I said, there's a plethora of books and like books on tape. There was this thing like where you imagine someone who's really upsetting you or a situation that's really upsetting you, he said, and you imagine them in your hand, in the palm of your hand, and you just think about it and then you blow them away. Like you just simply like blow on your hand and blow them away. And Matt and I still do that to this day. Like if we're road, like if we're on the road and road raging, Matt will like put it, put his hand up in the air and like close it into a fist and, and think about the person and then like open his hand and blow it away. Like just stupid. It's like, but it worked. It's so goofy, but it works. I like the woo-woo stuff. I mean, not too woo-woo, but like a little woo-woo. Yeah, yeah. I have so many books and some of them I just can't get into because they're just too out there. Yeah, there's like a fine line. Yeah, that's so true. What's the best dating advice that you've gotten thus far in your... In the state that we're all in with social media and just being, you know, wanting everything at our fingertips right now. And I feel like so many of us want to move fast because we're just trying to keep up with the Millers next door, you know? And, and all that, I think the biggest mistake that a person can do in any relationship is rush things. And that's something that I, I've been guilty with. I mean, I have a girlfriend and she tends to kind of like, she's got codependency issues like myself and she tends to like latch on and like, you know, really want to be with that person right away and move really fast. And it's just like, I'm always reminding her, like, you need to slow down, like, let things breathe. It, I think that would, I guess, if I were to sum it up into one sentence, it would be let things breathe. I think with a lot of women in general, I strongly don't feel men have this issue. I think it's more of a woman thing because we are such, most of us tend to overthink. I know guys probably do it too, but I'm not a man. So I obviously can't really comment on that. But you know, if the girl or if the guy doesn't text you back right away, I think girls tend to kind of go into that negative mindset, like, oh, he's seeing someone else. He's not interested in me. He doesn't want to see me and blah, 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 blah. You know, that's one of those situations where I'd say, let it breathe, like back off, like let him come to you. I use that with every single one of my single girlfriends. Like the guy says something awkward or says something. And I think I think men really oftentimes expect a woman to kind of comment back or like be on their phone and like right away text them back like, oh, I miss you. And they're like waiting for the girl to be like, I miss you too. And sometimes you've got to like give it like 30 to 45 minutes before you say something back. Think it through. Don't say something right away. Let it breathe. Back off a little bit. Like don't move too fast. I know that when you let a guy kind of feel like they're more so chasing you, rather than like you just being there for them at all times, whenever they want to text you, it's going to like move things in a different direction quicker. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, especially because I think the notion of chasing, it actually is like, just brings out an insecurity. It like is a reflection of an insecurity in myself when I'm actually feeling somebody's not, doesn't like me or something Then I like feel like I have to like paddle harder when I shouldn't actually have to earn anybody's like they should like me and I don't need to like prove myself to anybody. Well, exactly. And, and like what Matt tells me, he's also told a lot of my single girlfriends, like men are primal, like to the core. It's not that complicated. They like to chase. So if you're trying to move things too fast, you're, they're going to run away. If you are always there at their beck and call, every time they text you, you're texting them right back. Again, like they're going to lose interest quicker. It's just... Like the way that I got Matt was I made him chase me. Like I wasn't there. Like I didn't give him everything and all of me right away. I made him work for it. I made him 
work for my time. I made him work for me. I made him work for sex. I made him like, he had to wait for all that stuff. I, I didn't just like throw it out on the table for him right away. And, and I know that's hard. I think as you get older, because you're kind of in this like panic mindset that you really need to settle down and find someone and, and you got to move a little quicker than you normally would, but that's not the case. Like just chill out. Like if a guy really likes you, he's going to want to chase you a little bit. You don't need to play games like you would in high school but you do need to just kind of let it breathe and like sit back and like let him do some of the chasing let him be the man like it's a primal thing and i and i think you know the older you get the more you kind of feel like there's just this ticking clock and again i think once you kind of set that into the atmosphere ends up freaking out the guy and vice versa so that would be one of them and then of course you already said the picky thing but like that's another thing. Like, don't be too picky. Like, especially with just when it comes to looks, because here's the thing, a person's personality is going to change the way that you look at them. So like the guy might not be, you know, fit, like maybe he's like super skinny and scrawny. If you like his personality, give it more of a chance because that skinny scrawny person that you're seeing, like the more that you get to know them and the more that you like their personality and they become your friend or your best friend and then you start dating, you're not you're gonna see through the skinny scrawniness. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I want the slow burn, not like the lustful yes. Exactly. <laughs> Plus the better they look, the more likely they are to hurt you. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's so true. And I've honestly that's my my big learning of twenty twenty was I kept on repeating the same patterns. And then I I had to get really, really, really hurt to then finally actually be like, oh, I actually can't do this again. I really hit the actual wall where I was like, oh, this actually has to change. Like, it's actually not working. I, don't, I, I think I'd always heard like, oh, you, you won't learn your lesson until you get really burned. And then I got really burned. And I was like, oh, I see now. Yeah, now I get it. Like, okay, I actually really hit my capacity, whereas I really can't do the same pattern again. But that's a good learning. Yeah, no, that is. I'm glad you finally learned that. It took me a long time. <laughs> but we got there. Just on my yeah. own timeline. So that's all that matters, you know? Yeah, that's what's so hard about the way people date these days. It's all based on looks. And like it really, honest to God, like looks really shouldn't matter that much. Like, yes, you should be at least remotely attracted to the person enough that you would want to have sex with them or kiss them. But other than that, like people are crazy these days with with looks because that's all that seems to matter. And just always remember that like things can be changed. Like, yeah, the guy might have yellow teeth, but like maybe in a couple months, yeah, you'll be comfortable enough to be like, hey, you should try this bleaching stuff I got. <laughs> I will say I love that that toothpaste that you posted about. I oh. have that black stuff that's so good. It's the best. Did you buy it because you you saw me using it or did you do or use it? Yeah, I saw you use it. Isn't that stuff amazing? I, yeah, it's so I need to order more. I got like I got the tech pack. It's so good. All the flavors. Yeah, that's the best deal too. And like sometimes I'll share it with my friends or like my family if I do get the five packs just because it's cheap and I yeah. love it. Everyone, it's messy, but like it's awesome. It's, it's, it's so also really fun. What's it called again? Magic Mud. Yeah, Magic Mud. So this toothpaste is crazy because it makes your teeth black. And then it, I don't know about you, but like my whole sink turns black. Like oh, it yeah. sprays everywhere. Yep. I have to it like splatter on the wall. Oh yeah, every, I find it on my wall. But it's really fun. I, I think it works. So and it's a fun little experience. It works well. And it's like, it's gradual. And it's not so terrible for your teeth. So it's actually pretty good for your teeth from what I've heard, like, especially because there's coconut oil in there. I think nah, that's really good for your teeth. But yeah, I just do it in my kitchen sink so that I don't oh, um, mess up anything. That is smart. I'm going to do that next yeah. time. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I love that stuff. The magic yeah, mud. Right. <laughs> yeah, magic mud. My stepmom got me hooked on that. <laughs> Sounds like magic mic. No, I was just thinking that. Magic mud, magic mic, same, same, same difference, thing. right? <laughs> Basically, two peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bailey, per usual, this went by really fast and so much fun again. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a blast talking with you. Always. And then next time, we're going to do our bad dates one. Oh, God. Get yourself ready for that one. I'm going to buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. It's going to be a totally different side of me, too. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll record soon. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Bailey. I learned a lot. I'm definitely going to go gratitude journal. And I think that's actually going to be the dating hack of the week is I encourage you guys all to, well, two things. Number one, I think I said this before in a different episode, but changing your location on Hinge is also really fun because you get tons of new matches and you see what all of your new potentials could be in some other city. It's good practice and makes it more fun and keeps it fun for yourself. And secondly, this is more relevant to our conversation just now, but just having gratitude and keeping like those little tallies of everything that's going well, I'm definitely going to be a lot more mindful of that because I think all those little things do add up. And I, I definitely want to be more intentional in the upcoming year of keeping track of all of the, the good things because all those small things in aggregate will end up being an awesome big thing. So thank you guys so much again for listening. Thank you to Studio Pod for editing and publishing my podcast. And I will see you guys next time. See ya.